Hi, this is an audio recording of an online resilience practices class facilitated by Frank Baird on May 19th, 2021. The topic for this class is how mindfulness meditation can lead to insight. This audio recording is made available to you free for your benefit and enjoyment. So, hi everybody, welcome to the Resilience Practices class. I'm going to be a little disoriented uh, because there's a new feature (laughs) with Teams. And so my screen looks different than it usually does. I think your screen looks the same. There might be a slight difference, but um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Allegedly, this is supposed to make it easier for me to see and interact and, and we'll see, because I don't know if you've noticed this, but usually technology is self-serving. They, they tell us it's for us, and then we believe it. Um, but uh, sometimes it's for us. But anyway, welcome. This is a Resilience Practices class. I'm your host, Frank Baird. And uh, I'll start with reminding you what resilience is. It's the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties or challenges. It's also related to how strong we are in uh, meeting those challenges. I think of resilience as like flexibility. Um, And I like the metaphor of flexibility like a blade of grass compared to a tree, because a blade of grass, you know, bends with the wind and trees can bend with the wind up to a point. So resilience I guess I could put that in a slide, right? Resilience helps you be more like grass. Um, It's a set of skills. We all have some resilience skills. Uh, Sometimes those skills are sufficient to meet what comes our way. Sometimes we need some help remembering that we have some skills or accessing some skills. And sometimes we need new skills. So the good news is we can learn them and we can practice them. And that's what we're going to do here. And uh, I'm discovering that in this format, my little arrow button doesn't work. I have to use my mouse button. So the agenda is it's a drop-in class. It's suitable for anyone. You don't need any prior knowledge or experience to benefit from um, today's class. We're going to do just one resilience practice. And the format is this. We'll talk about it. I'll describe the context and the practice for 5 to 15 minutes. Then we'll do a 20-minute or so guided practice. And then at the end, there's time for questions, answers, comments, explorations. There's an audio recording being made of this, and I will post it in the chat, a link to where you can find the audio recordings. Uh, They're free, and you'll find this one and um, the other classes that we've done. Uh, it, It Usually I say it takes me about a week, but apparently that's not true because I'm about a month behind, but I'm working on it. Um, So the link will take you to where you can find the audio recordings. It's being made on a separate mic, so nobody's name or any identifying information or voice will be heard. And if I say somebody's name during the Q&A portion, I'll edit everybody's name out to protect your privacy. 
The topic for today's class is insight practice. So some of you may have heard of mindfulness practice uh, as uh, sometimes it's called insight practice. And so I'm going to describe to you today how these practices can lead to insight. Another word for insight might be wisdom, uh, wisdom practices, or if these words seem too esoteric, it's um, getting to know yourself practices. It's just getting to know yourself. So sometimes it's called insight practice because what we're doing during the practice, so there can be lots of different ways of doing a practice, but this is something that's that feels inevitable to me in any of these practices. That one of the things we're doing is we're observing what's happening, right? So we're noticing where our attention is, and we're noticing that whatever we're paying attention to has effects. And so one of the things we're learning about is the world, or one of the ways I say this is the phenomena that's happening. So by paying attention, I'm making contact with phenomena in the world, and I can learn about that phenomena. And that because part of one of our practices is leaning in the direction of acceptance, how that benefits us is that the more I can observe phenomena and decrease my judgment about the phenomena. My judgment is related to whether I experience it as pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. And that becomes like it, don't like it, or don't care. And that becomes because. I like it because, I don't like it because, I don't care about it because, and then there's a story. And then really what we're paying attention to are our thoughts and feelings about the phenomena in the world. And depending on how insistent or persistent or strong that phenomena is, sometimes our thoughts and feelings have so little to do with the actual phenomena. So by practicing decreasing our judgment about it and increasing the accuracy of our perception, right? So by leaning in the direction of accepting, what we're doing is making an, a deliberate effort to not try to make it different, because the effort to try to make it different will be based on pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. So the more we can let it be what it is, the less reactive we can be, the more accurate our perception can be. And then another part of the practice is the insight related to observing ourselves while in contact with the world, watching our, watching, being aware of our relationship, learning about our relationship to the world or the phenomena that's happening. So I'll notice phenomena happens. I'll notice I am conditioned, right? I experience it as pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. I do some very predictable things in relation to whether it's pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, that's based on my biology, that's based on my conditioning. And so one of the things that I can do while engaged in these practices is notice what am I doing in relation to the phenomena, and now I'm gaining insight into me, both me and my relationship to the phenomena. So I'm learning about the phenomena, I'm learning about the, my relationship to the phenomena, and I'm learning about me. Because when I'm paying attention to me and I'm making this effort to decrease the judgment about me, whether how I am is good or bad, right or wrong, what I want or what I don't want, 
right? In a, in a way, whether my experience of me is pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, I'm still going to be aware of pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. But I think of it this way, it matters less. I don't have to act on it, or at least um, be so compelled to act on it. So I can decrease the judgment about me. I can increase the accuracy of my perception of me. And I increase my understanding of me. So this, you can call all of this understanding, insight, or wisdom. Um, And by doing this practice, then you have more accurate perception of the world. You have more perception, uh, accurate perception of you in the world more accurate perception of your relationship to the world and a more accurate perception of your relationship to yourself. One of the benefits of more accurate perception is that you start to have more choice about how you're going to be in the world because the choice comes from not just acting out of conditioning, not just being reactive, which comes out of conditioning, The choice starts to be related to things like your personal values, your preferences. So the difference between that's the way I was raised and so that's the way I relate to that thing and this is the kind of person I am or want to be and being able to do that. Not just want to do that, not just want to be that, but to be that and to do that. So um, the efforts that we make in these practices that contribute to this outcome, right? So sometimes in a description like this, it can sound kind of intense or labor intensive or arduous. And um, I would say that's the cognition, that's the conception of it, that's our relationship to the thinking about it, that in some ways we're doing that all the time. We're just not noticing it or appreciating it. The efforts we're actually making in one of these practices is not so much to be thinking about it, to be conceptualizing it, to go and try to acquire knowledge and try to um, acquire data that we can analyze. The efforts that we're making are, are, I have to be careful saying somewhat simple just because I've been doing it for a while. But it's this, the efforts are noticing where your attention is. Noticing where your attention is because whatever you're paying attention to is going to have the biggest impact on your experience in the present moment. And so sometimes we can have our attention in a place that serves us and sometimes not. So by noticing where it is, you start to have a choice about do I need it to be there? Do I want it to be there? Or would I be better served by moving it, relocating my attention? I don't always have the skill to move my attention depending on what's going on, but I won't even know whether I have the skill or not if I'm not paying attention. So the effort that we're making is noticing where our attention is, cultivating a friendly attitude toward the phenomena that's happening and toward me, the being experiencing the phenomena. The benefit of cultivating a friendly attitude is it changes the energy um, that um, that's going on with me, the energy that drives me. And cultivating a friendly attitude helps me have really a friendly relationship to what's going on because so often, especially 
if the phenomena I'm experiencing is unpleasant or for me also neutral, right, that um, I'm likely to be really, really judgy, be aggravated, be agitated, be longing for something else, for something different, and none of that's very friendly. So notice it's cultivating a friendly attitude. I can't make myself have a friendly attitude. Cultivating, one of the things that that does is it says attempt to grow it. Attempt it, and you're doing the best that you can. Based on the soil, this is the metaphor, based on the soil here, these are the plants I can grow at this time. So I'm doing the best I can. Another one of the efforts is leaning in the direction of accepting that the phenomena that's happening is happening. Or sometimes people use the word allowing. I'm allowing the phenomena that's happening to be happening. I like to think of it this way. I'm working at accepting that it's happening because it's happening, and the universe doesn't care whether I like it or don't like it or don't care about it. It's happening. So at the least, can I acknowledge it's happening? And then if I want to lean into making a little bit more effort to be present with it, can I lean in the direction of accepting? Can I lean in the direction of allowing or lean in the direction of welcoming it? Like, thank you for being here. Whether I like it or not, or whether I care about it, can I welcome it? Can I uh, cultivate a welcoming attitude? Or if you really, really, really want to stretch, can I embrace whatever it is that's happening because it's happening. Another effort that we're making is curiosity about whatever is happening. Curiosity helps us stay present. And curiosity is a nice doing instead of doing judging. What judging does is we tend to like, okay, I have hereby de de proclaimed uh, it's good or bad or I'm indifferent. And now it's in a category. It's in a box. I'll set it off to the side. I don't need to do anything more with it, except I'm still doing something because, right, if the phenomena is present, then my judgment is still happening and it's still got effects. But curiosity helps me be curious and connected with what's happening. And some of the insight I can gain by paying attention and being curious, one of the big insights is that nothing lasts forever. Right, Most of us know that, and some of us believe it, <laughs> and there's a difference between experiencing it. Right, Maybe you've had the experience of pleasant things don't last long enough, and unpleasant experiences last way too long. But one of the insights is about the impermanence of everything. Nothing will last forever. And when you do like a meditation practice, one of the things you might notice if you do, like, even, say, a five-minute meditation, but especially if you ever work up to 30 minutes or 45 minutes, one of the things you'll notice is some of those thoughts and feelings that were really, really, really important earlier on, you can't even remember what they are because things come and things go. So these are the essential efforts in one of these practices. Notice where attention is, cultivate a friendly attitude, lean in the direction of accepting and cultivating curiosity about whatever is happening. So with that said, let's do this as a practice. And the easiest way to do this practice is listen to my voice and notice what happens. And that includes noticing what happens when you stop listening to my voice. And then the sound of my voice will inevitably bring your attention back. So easiest way to practice is just 
listen and notice. And ease should be a part of every practice. So often we try really, really hard because we're perfectionists, or we try really, really hard because we're suffering a lot and we want to feel better, and it's really important to do this and learn this and get this right. And then we inadvertently cause more suffering by striving, and we actually create the wrong energy for being able to practice because that energy comes from our conditioning and our reactivity and isn't suitable or beneficial in these efforts. There's always going to be tension, right? Am I trying enough, right? Um, Sometimes it can feel like I'm not trying enough and then I fall asleep. And sometimes it can be I'm trying too hard and I'm being really, really rigid and I'm having a hard time and tormenting myself, right? So there's going to be a lot of back and forth, just like attention going back and forth. And you find the sweet spot or the sweet spots for any given moment. So what I would invite you to do now is to find a comfortable posture. You can do this practice sitting, standing, or lying down. You can do it walking or moving. So if you're sitting, standing, or lying down, I invite you to invite as much stillness into the posture. And if you're moving, you might try to move as slowly as you can. The stillness and the slowness gives us an opportunity to notice some of the subtle in-between things that are going on that often don't get our attention because they don't need our attention or because we're busy doing other things. We're getting from here to there. So you can do this practice with your eyes open or closed, whichever you feel more comfortable with. And I want to just say a note about any discomfort as we start. So sometimes people are in a pretty miserable place when they start. Sometimes people feel like I'm in a miserable place, so I can't do it. Um, And sometimes some discomfort comes along as you're doing the practice. The invitation here is if whatever the discomfort is, is mildly challenging, attempt to see if you can play with it, practice with it anyway. If it's more than mildly challenging, what's going to happen is you're going to get triggered into reactivity and you're not going to be able to practice because you're going to be busy playing out the, the reactivity. So if you can make some adjustments in how you're doing the practice and remain present and remain practicing, do that. And if you can't or you're just not in the mood, Right? How often do you get to get to um, use that one? I'm just not in the mood. Whether it's you can't or you're just not in the mood, then do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself. End the practice. You can always practice another time. Come back later. Do the practice. Come back next week. Do the practice. Part of the practice is learning to trust yourself. So with that said, let's do this practice. So... One way to start is sometimes it's helpful to take a slow, deep inhalation. So breathing in slowly, deeply, fully, and then holding your breath just for a fraction of a moment, and then exhaling slowly, slowly, and fully. 
if you'd like, you might do that a few more times. This can be a way of letting your body know that you're going to do the practice now. You're not just getting ready to do the practice. You're not just thinking about the practice. And you might bring attention to the environment that you're in. You know you're in a place, you got yourself there. So bringing attention to the environment and on purpose taking it in, whatever that means for you. So that might be looking around the space you're in. That might be hearing around the space you're in. So on purpose, noticing what you can see on purpose, noticing what you can hear. You might be feeling into or sensing the space you're in, feeling the temperature, the air pressure, whatever it is on purpose, moving your attention around the space you're in. And you might notice if your relationship to the space you're in is pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. And just for a moment, you might make a gentle inquiry into how it is you experience it as pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. Is that related to thoughts that are happening, how you're thinking about the space? Or is it related to something emotional, emotionally how you feel about the space or feel in the space? Or is it something physical it has to do with body sensations that are happening right now. Or some combination, just noticing what's contributing to my experience of pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. And then letting go of that inquiry and making a gentle effort to let the space be just the way it is. So regardless of whether it's pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, a gentle, friendly, encouraging effort to let it be just the way it is. Maybe you can, and maybe you can't. Maybe there's 
something in the environment that is just hard to let be? Or can you let that be? Letting yourself be disappointed about it or frustrated about it or whatever. Letting the environment be just the way it is. Letting you have whatever attitude you have about the environment just for now. Letting you be you. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. The outcome isn't as important as the effort. It's a practice because it's always about, in this moment, this effort. So now I invite you to shift attention to noticing any thinking that's happening. If you can, don't get caught up in the thinking. Resist thinking the thinking. Instead, can you notice the thinking that's happening as a process? Notice that thinking is happening. You might even recognize the kind of thinking that's happening. Maybe you're planning or remembering or imagining or whatever. Noticing that thinking is happening. And do you experience the thinking that's happening as pleasant? or unpleasant, or neutral. Can you make a friendly, gentle effort to let the thinking be whatever it is right now? just for now. So whatever the content is, okay, it's happening. However much thinking is happening, whether it's loud or quiet and insistent or relaxed, making a friendly, gentle effort to let it be.
and attention might wander off. Or, especially with thinking, it might get pulled into the thinking. And so one of the things you can do is bring attention back to this effort at letting the thinking be the way it is. Not getting lost or tangled up in it, but like a meditation or attention anchor, bring your attention back to the effort to let this be just the way it is. Sometimes that phrase can be helpful, saying that phrase to ourselves out loud if your mic is muted or in the quiet of your head. Let this moment be just the way it is. Now you might shift attention and notice any emotions that are happening. And maybe there are some, maybe there are none. Just directing attention to any emotions that are happening. So maybe there's some happiness happening. Or maybe there is some tiredness happening. Excitement. Anxiety. Depression. Contentment. And sometimes boredom is happening. You can think of boredom as an emotion. And maybe these emotions are particularly insistent, wanting, demanding attention, or pulling attention in certain ways, pulling attention in the direction of stories, either prompted by or stories that prompted these emotions. Noticing if your experience of your emotional state at the moment is pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. And here you might take a brief moment 
to make an inquiry into what is it that constitutes the pleasant or unpleasant or neutral? Is it the thoughts that are happening in relation to the emotions? Are there judgments about the emotions? Whether you should be feeling them or shouldn't? Are there physical sensations that are related to the emotions? Maybe those sensations are pleasant or unpleasant. And then gently letting go of the inquiry and noticing if you can let the emotions be just the way they are, just for now. Can you encourage yourself to let it be? Let it be just the way it is, regardless of the feeling tone, regardless of whether it's pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. And again, if the tension wanders off, gets pulled away, when you notice, gently bringing attention back to this effort. And sometimes this phrase, these words, can I let this be just the way it is? Now I invite you to, on purpose, shift attention to body sensations. And just notice whatever sensations make themselves known to you. Directing or aiming attention toward the body. And noticing what phenomena happens, what phenomena makes itself known.
And you might notice whether your attention is focused on particular sensations, sensations in the hands, sensations in the shoulders, the jaw, particular places in the body, or if your attention is more broadly focused, a wide focus on the body in its entirety, or if attention moves around, just noticing this is how I'm paying attention to body sensations right now. You might notice if your experience right now is pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. And again, making a brief inquiry into what is it that is contributing to the pleasantness or the unpleasantness or the neutralness of my experience in this moment? Is it the thinking about the sensations? Is it emotions about the sensations? Is it the sensations in and of themselves, or some combination? And then gently letting go of the inquiry and making the friendly, gentle, encouraging effort to let the body be just the way it is right now. To let these sensations be happening because they're happening. Now you might bring attention to you. 
however it is that you notice you, however it is that you focus attention on you, bringing attention to you right now, and noticing how you're experiencing you. Do you experience you as thoughts or emotions or body sensations or some combination or in some other way? And you might notice if your experience of you in this moment is pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. And then, regardless of whether it's pleasant or unpleasant or neutral, can you make that friendly, encouraging, gentle effort to let you be you just the way you are? Just for now, just for the next 10 seconds or 30 seconds, leaning in the direction of Accepting you just the way you are for now. Leaning in the direction of allowing you to be just the way you are for now. Maybe leaning in the direction of embracing you just the way you are for now. And that would include any experience you have of pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral in your effort. Because sometimes we wish we loved ourselves more than we do. Or sometimes we have mixed feelings about ourselves. Can you let those feelings be there for now and accept those feelings, those thoughts, those judgments? those versions of you, just for now, letting you be you. And sometimes if I'm having a difficult time, Letting me be me. I might bring to mind the thought, may I one day let me be me. May I one day accept me for who I am. And to conclude our practice for tonight, if your eyes are closed, you might open them. You might move your head up and down, and to the left and to the right. Especially if you look at screens all day, you might shrug your shoulders, stretch, 
Wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes, yawn if you'd like. And this will conclude our practice for tonight.